Clancy Pasta presents The Mirror Stream, written by author Jojo. If you spend enough time toiling away on the internet, chances are you're going to fall down a rabbit hole. One piece of obscure information will lead to another, and before you know it, you've lost track of time and only have more questions to show for it. Eventually, you'll come across an explanation so mundane that you refuse to accept it, or you'll never get one at all. Maybe that website that is just an endless stream of nonsense text was the product of an algorithm gone rogue. Most likely, though, someone just lost their mind and went completely mental on their keyboard. There are mysteries out there, though. They lurk in message boards and inside hidden hyperlinks on harmless websites. You can spend days and days researching for these internet oddities, only to come up empty-handed. You cannot be searching at all and happen across one by mere happenstance. Now we have boards where people can share these bizarre places and attempt to decipher their meaning. But what if out there sits an internet anomaly that no matter how hard you search for it, you'll never find it. What if you are the rabbit hole that the anomaly is searching for? Then one day you could, without warning, become subject to one of the internet's most unnerving destinations, the mirror stream. Streaming's popularity has recently exploded, and you can search for compilations of weird things happening on stream, from Pokemon Go muggings to supposed paranormal experiences. With thousands of people streaming daily, we have a window into countless lives. You'd be forgiven for getting lost in this, disassociating yourself and forgetting about the world around you. With all that activity, it was bound to happen that rumors of different streams would start spreading through social media. Reports of streams from serial killers or recordings of people locked away in basements. The words dark web uttered so many times that the words will lose all meaning by the time you turn your computer off. All of this was fun to discuss and search for, but one particular rumor managed to grab my focus from the others. Buried among the posts from people talking about their experiences, looking for the strangest things they could find, I came across a post simply asking, Has anyone seen the mirror stream? There were several replies. Some asked for clarification, while others stated they had seen it, though the validity of these claims had no backbone. I became curious and went to the user's profile. The post they had made was their only one, so I decided to message them, see if it was just some kind of post to incite curiosity. I asked them what the mirror stream was and how to find it. The only reply I was able to get from them was, you don't. Not getting the answers I wanted, I started searching around for any information I could gather on the stream. As I looked around, it became clear that the mirror stream was something that started recently and was growing in popularity. Boards and forums all over would occasionally mention the stream, but no one ever went into details. I was beginning to wonder if some kind of mass hysteria was at work as no one who claimed to have witnessed the stream talked about it. Only a few vague buzz phrases, like, Don't look away. It finds you. It will hurt. and will end. The kind of things you'd expect to see muttered by some creepy old man in some half-assed indie horror flick. Still, 
I took note of these phrases, warnings, and what have you. People think these kinds of things only exist on the dark web, and it just isn't true. Sure, you can find some weird things on there, mostly a lot of illegal activity. The truly strange things, though? Those are all on the surface of the internet, and things that slip through the cracks. Sitting behind intense coding or just random strings of text tied to domain names, on the surface is where the majority of the people are, so it's only natural that a lot of the genuinely unsettling stuff is hiding up here with us. In all my searches, the mirror stream was never mentioned in tandem with the dark web, so I kept to the surface. Although I had fallen down the rabbit hole that was the mirror stream for a few days, I eventually gave up the ghost. Any information I found led nowhere. No links were given and no videos were found. An interesting mystery, sure, but if it wasn't one I could follow, I didn't see the point. So I returned to my regular mind-numbing use of the internet. It was just a day. Nothing special about it. Came home and booted up my PC. Sat down, waiting for the screen to hum to life. I saw my background for a brief moment, and the icon for my internet connection flicker in the bottom right corner to show I was connected to my Wi-Fi. Then the screen flickered and became dark again. I reached down to turn my PC off to reset it, but feeling the cool air coming out of it and hearing it revving up halted me. My PC is a decent build, so just booting the thing up and loading the background programs never made it whir like it was. Something was being downloaded on my PC, and it started the moment it connected to the internet. A part of me felt a sense of what was going to happen, particularly the part of me that caused my hairs to stand up along my arm. Sitting upright in my chair, I placed my fingertips on my cooled keyboard and watched the monitor. The screen was black, but upon looking at it again, it wasn't off. I was tempted to try and reach another program, but as I stared into the dark void of my monitor, I saw something take shape. A silhouette was forming on the screen, and the longer I watched, the more defined it became. After a few minutes of the image loading in, I came to the conclusion that I had been visited by the mirror stream, and its namesake did not elude me. There was no mistaking that the image that was displayed on the screen was the back of my head. The angle was like someone was trying to reach over my shoulder, and I could see my monitor in the stream, only the screen was black. My reflected self was wearing the same thing as I. Hair was the same, and by the angle I could see the small scar on my right cheek. It was, without a doubt, me. The only difference, other than the screen being off, was the room around my reflected self, or lack thereof. While I had ambient light from the moon and my computer, my reflected self was surrounded by seemingly endless darkness, like I was just floating there. Tilting my head to the side, I watched as after a short time delay, the image of me on the computer did the same. My urge to turn around towards what would be the camera was nearly impossible to ignore, but I remembered reading, Don't Look Away, just a few days earlier, and was able to resist. It seemed like everyone who had posted about the stream watched it till the end, and while I can't confirm that those who didn't aren't around to post, I didn't want to risk it. It'll hurt. It'll end. Tilting my head back, 
I slowly raised my right hand and watched as my copy did the same. My fingers wiggled and then his did as well. I was beginning to feel a sense of wonder building in me that I hadn't felt since I was a child. It will hurt, echoed in my mind as I watched the pointer finger on my copy bend backward and snap. It was almost comical how the finger seemed to split at the second knuckle and hang on by a thin bridge of skin. If the visible bone covered in viscous blood and throbbing muscle wasn't enough to make me feel ill, the pain in my hand was. I had read before that those who lose a limb can experience something called phantom pain, where they can feel sensations of that limb despite no longer having it. I can only imagine that I was feeling something similar. The pain was enough to make me wince, but not enough to cause an outright aggressive reaction from me. Besides, I could see my hand. It was fine. My finger hadn't bent. Only my copies had. I had stopped wiggling my fingers, but the copy on screen didn't. Instead, one by one, I watched my right fingers snapping, bending in different unnatural directions. Some would split open and ooze with blood. Others hung there like balloons half filled with water. I could feel each of my fingers breaking as I watched them. The urge to look away and end the stream was increasing. The thought of what I might see if I turned around, though, terrified me. Reacting out of pain, I lowered my hand so my copy would as well, and it would exit the screen. My fingers were still stinging, but I didn't have to look at the disgusting mangled mess that was my copy's hand anymore. It was then that I noticed my copy's head had started to vibrate. I'm sure I shivered at some point from pain, and my copy was looping that action. It was almost as if the copy was trying to turn around, though. As it went on vibrating its head, it appeared to look to the side more and more, like it wanted to see what was behind it. I felt a pit forming in my stomach looking at my copy. The more it turned its head, the more I could see that we weren't exact copies of each other. The desk that was sitting in front of my copy started to shake as well, but the movement was more violent and shook the monitor on top of the copy's desk. I couldn't see what was happening, but I could feel it. Sharp pains radiated all over my legs, like hundreds of white-hot needles were being prodded into them. I had a bad habit of bouncing my legs when I was nervous or bored, and I was coming to realize the copy did everything I did, but with a feedback loop that increased the intensity of my actions over time. So my innocent mindless leg movements became a harsh stomping that sent prickles up and down my legs and nearly toppled over the copy's desk. Quickly, I learned that the movements I performed at that moment were not the only ones that were echoed by the mirror streams. It echoed all my memories, specifically my memories of times that I had injured myself, like the scar on my cheek, like someone had pressed a glowing iron to it. I watched my copy's cheek begin to smoke. I felt the burning as my copy turned more, showing the scar growing larger. Pain radiated all over my body. I felt it all. The time I fell off my bike and skinned my knee, the time Carter Wilson sucker-punched me in the stomach. When my father would hit me with his belt, all of it played back tenfold, all at once. 
I'd have bitten my tongue off if I didn't know my copy would do the same over and over. I could see thick lobs of saliva spilling from the corners of my copy's mouth. I could feel my teeth clenching from the pain. Please stop, is all I could muster through the anguish. My copy repeated those words back to me in a flat and distorted tone. Then I heard it again and again and again, the plea for help layering over itself infinitely until I morphed into a high-pitched whine that was almost more unbearable than the pain I was suffering. With what little brain power I had left through the clouded memories of past injuries, I jerked my head to the right, turning my head as much as I could without looking away from the computer. I knew I'd regret the action, but I was desperate to watch the stream till the end. The reflection of me also jerked his head to the right. The jittering shakes his head was doing now became a violent jolt back and forth. At this point, I was so drenched in pain, so immobilized by the agony, that all I could do was watch and hope. There was a building pain in my neck as I watched the copy twist its head more and more. I felt my neck was on the verge of snapping entirely as I trembled. The pain in my neck made me believe my head had been lopped off when I saw my reflected face eye to eye. The copy of me had shaken his head so hard that the spine snapped and he twisted his head like an owl to face me with his body still facing the desk. His face was like mine, but the skin was all twisted around and wiggly, like there were extra layers of skin as if even the growth of my skin cells had been looping. The copy opened its mouth so wide, I could see the skin at the corners beginning to rip. It will hurt. It will end. My copy started howling, but it wasn't like I was being screamed at. No, it felt more like the copy of me was afraid. I could see it in his eyes. He was looking at me. He was looking at something behind me. The scream continued until it mixed in with my previous cries for help, and then the screen flickered once more. A quick black screen reflecting the room behind me, and then back to my desktop. I lay there, drenched in my sweat, and waiting for the pain to seep from my body like cold molasses. I don't know how long I sat there, staring at my computer screen, still afraid to turn around even after the pain had left my body. There are some things you can find if you look hard enough. There are some things you'll just happen across. As for the mirror stream, it will find you. You can't look away. You have to watch it to the end. But it will end. And it will hurt. For me, what sticks with me the most, the image I can't seem to shake from memory. Just as the stream ended, as my computer monitor flickered from the stream to black and then back to my desktop, within the darkness, I could see my room reflected. I could see me exhausted and pained, and something tall looming just over my shoulder. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. 
If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>